Let this food take you places you've never imagined. We really out here eating good ass food, listening to good ass music, just vibing. We aren't critics. Fuck critics. We're only bringing you things we love. With your host, Nelson motherfucking Conroy. You've never experienced anything like this before. Open your ears and free your taste buds. Gastro traveling, motherfucker. I'm just kidding. Okay, uh, so we're here for another episode of Gastro Traveling, the episode, an episode, fuck, the podcast that brings food to your ears and music to your mouth. This week's episode, I have a, I have a beautiful guest here, my uh, younger baby brother. Hello. Uh, he goes by the name Patrick. That is uh, me. Patty Warbucks. Patty, Patty the King. How are you doing know. tonight, man? What's up? So today we have a, uh, well, there's some drama. There's some tea with this episode. Uh, so, <laughs> so I wanted my brother on. I love my brother. I wanted him to have him on my podcast. I said, Patrick, you, you, can ha- you can do any album you want. Just one we haven't done yet. And then this motherfucker, I'm going to play it right now. This is the music he chose. It's fucking listen, good. It's really good. <laughs> it's it's like a 1970s Lebanese hookah music. Is what it's I call not. It. It's you fucking listen to it while you're smoking a hookah, eating hummus. That's what that's what it sounds. What like. it is? It's there's no word. It's, it's late just an 60s, instrumental late 60s Lebanese 70s, jazz funk. You fucking know what it is. All right, it was like early 70s yes. Lebanese jazz funk. Yes, and it's fucking good. There, you can't make a whole album about this. Okay, all right, right here. Anything you have to say about that album, you can say right now. Okay. Say uh, it. It's really good. Um, it makes me feel like I'm on the desert level of a video game. And that, see, that <laughs> joke is your only joke and the reason why but you listen, want to do that. But listen, if we were to break it down and go through each song, man, it's just it's a good album. I listen to it probably once a week. What is it called? Mosaic of the Orient. Check it out, I guess. Go check it out. It's a great uh, album. But I, you know, convincing. I had to make some plays. I had, I had to... You know, do some trade deals. Uh, I, I got him to change the album. I had to fight Rob. I had to physically fist fight Rob to get the album to change. Uh, I kicked his ass. <laughs> um, so uh, I got him to pick another album that he really likes, which is uh, Enter the Wu Tang. No, no, no. <laughs> no, it's uh, this one. It's uh, I Jonathan by Jonathan Richmond, nineteen ninety two. Which can we just say something that, that the only musical thing we agree on is that we both like the Wu Tang Clan. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we have some other overlapping. Yeah, but I think the main thing is, is, is enter the Wu-Tang. I love the Wu-Tang It's such, oh, who doesn't, who doesn't like the Wu-Tang clan? So, uh, we have, I, Jonathan. Yes, it's, uh, this is the lead singer of, uh, the Modern Lovers, which was a really popular, uh, proto-punk group. It was before the big punk revolution. When his band split up, he made this album. It's beautiful. It is. It's, it's. Very strange, but we'll get into it soon. Uh, but before all of that, we have uh, the glory of Puerto Rico, the, my favorite islander. 
Chef Angel Campo made a delicious meal for us. It oh my god, I am so hungry. Dios mio. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, Angel, tell me what you have crafted for us this evening. Top to bottom. Bro, every day we right. start from top to bottom, bottom to top. I don't give a fuck. I just have to ask. You know, it depends. Give me what whatever. What is Listen, that? You... Saffron? What is that? <laughs> uh, there is a song. <laughs> Listen, you're the chef, so you can explain it however you want. So, um, do you... Oh, okay. Hold on. I'm thinking of how... Should I explain why I made this first? Or, no, you know what? I'm going to say what it is first. Beautiful. And then I'll explain why. Okay. Okay. So, we have a grilled cheese smash burger. Roasted uh, wedges on the side. Oh the my roasted god! Wedges and with a little bit of chives and bacon. <laughs> there goes Patrick Mug. That smells so. Good. Simple explanation, isn't that? I'm in love with. Ask you. me why. Why'd you make okay. this? Okay, first Por of all, okay, because el album. Okay, so that was very like Americana. It, it made me think. Well, you know, I wasn't born in America, but still, it made, you know, yes, you were. Huh? Puerto Rico's America. I wasn't born in the States. Okay, all right, there you go. Born in the States. Okay? <laughs> On the big island, as he calls it. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was very, like, uh, very, like, it gave me, like, old-time, like, OG, like, you know, 90s, American, like, who, like, not even, like, hurrah, but just, like, you know, summer fun. I got you. Type of vibes, but also... Just like there's a little like hidden layers, so I'm like I, that's why I'm, there's a lot of layers going on. I see the layers. There's four pieces of bread. Yeah, it's two grilled cheeses and a big old fat smash burger. Oh my god! Hold up, this is a hamburger. Yes. That has two grilled cheeses as the bun. Yeah. You're a madman. It's American, like who are and there's oh my cheese. Oh my god. Meat. This is probably. Ask me why I made garlic parm. Why did you make garlic parm? Because he looks Italian. Okay. <laughs> he looks like the spokesman for Apple back in the day. Plus, it's I, Jonathan, you know, iPhone. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's my only joke. I love how your your mind works, Angel. That, that's, uh, and also. Yes. Hookah. Okay. You know where you get uh, hookah from? No. A bodega. You could definitely. Oh, my God. <laughs> man with bodegas. Every week. The bodega king. Is this a bodega sandwich? It could be, right? No. Yeah, it's mystery. I mean... Not enough head cheese. No, no, it's technically... It, can I just... Clearly <laughs> got two meat this time. It's good. It's really good. Thank you. I love it. I love you. Also, there's a lot of culture in this table. Both Sicilian men. <laughs> yeah, you the rock, melting pot. Do you rock your Sicilian like your brother does? Oh, yeah, man. He does it more than I do. I got a Sicilian flag in my bedroom, bro. You don't even know. I look up at it when I'm in my bed. Two Sicilians and a Puerto Rican. What a, a large bunch of islanders. Oh, I repeat it, Rob. Bless him. Is that why he died? You beat him up? Well, he didn't really die. He didn't die. But remember in the the, the end of La, The Last Jedi, when Luke, Luke he didn't really die. But I, didn't, he, like, I didn't watch Star Wars, He buddy. just turned into a force ghost. Didn't watch That's Star Wars. what happened to Rob. I don't. I didn't watch Star Wars. <coughs> Any of the Star Wars you haven't seen? I'm, they were on TV, but I don't know what goes on. There's All I know is a... I am your father. Yes, a poor you're going waiter. in. Your brother, you've not touched your food. Are you gonna speak ill of me? I don't want to disgrace you with ketchup, but huh? I like the. It's American, like ketchup. <laughs> it's like. I... Tell me about the spices on these potatoes because they got a little bit of a bite to them. Okay, so sazon, garlic powder, maybe adobo. 
Definitely adobo. Adobo. Sasson. Thank you. Garlic powder. And then uh, I toss them towards the end with a little bit of fresh garlic and Parmesan. A little green onion action. No, the ketchup isn't disgracing it. It, it actually blends with the dish perfectly. All right. I'm going to do ketchup then. Yeah. <laughs> and I bought Valentina because that's what I would do it. What should I put this on? The fries or the... Anything. This Ooh, is spicy me- ketchup. Mexican hot. What? Hit you with it? Mexicana. Any more questions for me, sir? Um, it's very simple. I'm like, it's a simple. Dish. Yes, it's simple. it's it's amazing. At least these are. Oh, but <coughs> this happened. Last, this happened when we first started the podcast when I would die because I would eat too fast because I get too excited. Oh, and okay. now I'm very excited about this meal because it's it's delicious. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. These are potatoes, right? Yeah, you're getting diet food next week. That's fine, man. We're I, all getting diet food. After the after the you know all the riches you have bestowed upon us. You can do a little slim fast, you know? You know, and I really thought I was going to make a key lime pie to pair with this. Oh, yeah? Like, key lime pie, right? That's kind of like hoorah, but not hoorah, hoorah, but just mm-hmm. like. Yes, I, and? I don't know. What do you, what, what do you want me to do? I you take want? it back. You do look like a NASCAR dad. Thank you. Th- thank you for, thank you. Uh, Angel, everybody. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, uh, we're back from a delicious meal. Angel is an angel. Patrick, what do you think? Uh, that shit was respectfully bussing. <laughs> um, so let's talk about this album. I, Jonathan, what, do you th- what are your... What, I don't know, Patrick. Let's, st- let's start off. <clears throat> well, uh, the first thing I would say is I found this... Excuse me, my eye is twitching. Um, the first thing I would say about this album is uh-huh. I found it when I was in psychology class my first year of college. Okay. Um, <laughs> And whenever I would write a psychology paper, I would play this album all the way through while I wrote it. <laughs> and if I didn't finish, I would turn the record over and start it again. Uh, that's a joke. It was a YouTube player, not a record. <laughs> um, but uh, that's my association whenever I hear this music is... Uh, psychology paper. Writing a psychology paper. So Okay. And I introduced this album to one of my closest friends and he fell in love with it too. Are you talking about Tristan's? Oh yeah, the last guest you had. It was on. No, it wasn't. No, in the chronological. Sorry, a few months ago. Few months or a ago. Few months from now. Who knows with this fucking show? <laughs> uh, no, but I showed it to him and he loved it, and it's uh, become something we listen to when we hang out sometimes. So let's go through the track list like we like we do. Okay. Starting with the first song, which is uh, fucking parties in the USA. We need more parties. In the U, which is a point that is true. We do need more parties. I agree. hundred percent. More parties, less parties. And that, it really sets the tone for the whole album because the first song is about, we need to be throwing more parties. <laughs> <laughs> there needs to be more parties in the USA, but um, the bass line and like the whole beat is from Summer Lo- Summer Loving. Yeah. Summer Loving. But it's also, he, he, refer- he says, Snoopy. Stupid, come on. Yeah, he talks a lot about, uh, like, I don't know what you call that genre, fucking swing music or something. I don't think it's swing music. I think it's it, uh, uh, 60s pop music he brings up in the song in the lyrics. Yes. Uh, Parties in the USA. You have anything to say about it? No, man. It's a good song. <laughs> okay, all right. You want to listen to it and then talk about it? Yes. Because I don't really remember that. Edit that. Go home, go home, go home. 
So say that what you just said, Patrick. Uh, say what? He was born in '58. Oh, so in the song, he's in the first song. He says, uh, "I'm from the '60s, the days of Little Latin Loop de Loop." Um, I was born in 1958. I wouldn't say he's from the '60s. Yeah, but would you say you're from the '90s? He was at the most twelve. So are you a? <clears throat> so what? What would you consider yourself? I mean, I guess I was born in the '90s, but the pop culture I remember is all from the you know like 2008 area. So you're Black Eyed Peas, Boom Boom Pow. Gotta get dead. So would he say he's from the '80s then? Because he's not from the '80s. Because his eighties is yours. He was tens. I guess. All right. I guess you're right. He's from the sixties. Sure. Because if he was like, he's from the fifties. No, well, he's from the fifties. No, no. If, if he, he was born in nineteen fifty, no, talking he's from the fifties. What we're talking about here, asshole, is your <laughs> developmental stages. So the music you're hearing during your developmental stages is going to stay with you your whole life. So, like, I'm from the era of Black Eyed Peas, Boom Boom Pow, two thousand eight. Gotta get dead. Gotta get that. Gotta get that. So I would say, saying he's from the 60s, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's the music he would remember uh, from when he was a kid. So and yeah, that's that makes what sense. This song is referencing is music from the 60s, right? Pop music from the 60s. Yeah. Early 60s. And then he goes on to talk about how maybe there's, or there's probably secret parties that he doesn't know about where there's chips and guitar playing that he just doesn't go to. He's not invited to or he just doesn't go to? He says they must be happening because they're not happening here. <laughs> so the parties that he's going to are lame. He says there's not enough of them. He says there must be parties somewhere because I can't find them. So he's just not being invited. He's a loser. Jonathan Richmond's a loser. Well, you got to think at this point of his life, his band had left him and he was. Oh, wait, hold up. We need to do album. some biography here. His band left him? Yeah, he was the lead singer of the fucking Modern Lovers, dude. One of the most influential uh, bands in punk history. Sure. And then just ditched him? I don't know the story, but they fucking broke up. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, this is the podcast to figure it out what happened and talk about all it. All right. So. Randy, pull it up. Randy. <laughs> Randy, why did Modern Lovers break up? Looking that up now. All right, I got it right here. The Wikipedia. Okay. Why did uh, they break up? Following the failure of the... Is your mic on? My mic? Hello? Following the failure to complete a <laughs> debut album... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Warner Brothers withdrew their support for the Modern Lovers, and Robinson left the band. They continued to perform for a few months with new drummer Bob Turner, but Richmond was increasingly unwilling to perform his old, although still unreleased songs such as Roadrunner. That's one of their most popular songs. I think he released that as a solo song, didn't he? The I don't runner? fucking know anything about I, this It was man. a popular Modern Lover song, I believe. And after a final disagreement between him and Harrison over music style, the, bland spi- the, bland, the band split up in 1974. Wow, so that was years before this album. Despite the original group's pr- premature breakup, many of its members found considerable success elsewhere. Founding members formed The Real Kids. Uh... Jerry Harrison later joined Talking Heads. Oh, I uh, know that. David Robinson co-founded The Cars. Down the That's The Talking Heads. And um, members of The Talking Heads later went on to form... Uh, oh, shit. What is that? 
Oh my God! What is it? Radiohead. Gen- no, Genius of Love is this- Tom Tom Club. I- There's your connection to Tom Tom Club. What does that even fucking mean? You don't know Genius of Love? What you gonna do when you get out of jail? <laughs> I'm gonna have some fun. I do know that song. <laughs> don't vape, kids. Uh. All right, let's. You want to do the next song? You know, any more words to say? I'm done with that fucking turn off. Turn off. Oh, God, this fucking song. So, You're what done. I have to say about Tandem Jump is... So, the next song is called Tandem Jump. It's well, my least favorite song it's on the album. It's stupid. annoying. It's an annoying song. And I think it really, after More Parties in the USA, it's appropriate because it, it really helps keep the tone of Jonathan Richmond being a fucking child. He's a little boy in a man's body. <laughs> because there's a skit. <laughs> Look at, at him. Look at him. There's a skit at the beginning, which is he's a, a plane jumping, whatever you call it, instructor. And he's telling this group of guys, who I assume are the people he made the music with. He's like, one of the parts of the skit, he goes, all right, you guys are going to get really scared when the plane doors open. And they go, okay. And he goes, all right, I'm opening the door. And then a sound effect of the door open and they all go, ah, it's fucking <laughs> stupid, Jonathan. But, you know, it's part of who you are and we love you for that. Tandem jump. There's only, they don't even say any other words. They just say tandem nope, jump. Nope. It's mostly instrumental. And here it is right now. Wow, that was amazing. Next song. So the next song is called You Can't Talk to the Dude. You wonder why you're feeling blue And you live with the guy that you can't talk to You can't talk to the dude And that's no longer in style You can't talk to the dude No, there's no it's no mind You can't talk to the dude Who is my favorite song? Who's the dude? Uh, it's a weird song. It's about a girl with a shitty boyfriend, pretty much. Um, and it's all about how you can't talk to the dude. You know, you're miserable living with this guy, yet here you are just fucking slumming it with him. And it's a weird song for Jonathan to write. Like, who are you writing this about? I, I get it though. Do you relate to this song? I, um, had a friend I used to work with and her husband was awful. And whenever, even the first time I heard this song, I immediately thought of her because he was just a complete ass. I mean, you know him. Yes. Oh, yeah. Just a complete ass. It's like, why are you fucking with this guy? But it's like, so the song's about the frustration of seeing your friend in a romantic relationship with someone. Do you think? Who treats them bad. Do you think it's a friend or do you think it's somebody that they would? Ooh, maybe some uh, romantic interest of his. Uh, like, were you were were you romantically inter- interested in this coworker? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, no, no, no. Um, but no, I don't think the song is like, oh, I'm in love with you. Why are you with this guy? I think the song is just like, why are you with him and why are you miserable? Yeah, you're miserable. Why are you with this guy? I, I think that's what it's about. I, it, to me, it doesn't because Jonathan can pine really well. If you go listen to the Modern Lovers, he pines um, and he's not he's not giving that vibe off in this song. It's it's just about how, you know, why are you with this guy? He's just a douchebag. He treats you like shit. He's boring. You know, drop that dead weight, you know. 
Are there any lyrics that point out, like shoot out at you or anything? There is a one weird lyric. Um, he doesn't chew his food. He's just shoveling it down. Just a weird fucking line. Like you're watching this guy eat. And you're like, look, he, he's not even enjoying that <laughs> fucking he, meatloaf. It's just like, like he's saying, like he has bad manners or something. Like he's just a slob. I guess, man. I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's just a weird line that he needed to fill. <laughs> I do like the guitar playing and stuff. I think it's very cool. Oh no, the guitar riff is beautiful in this song, and it's stays in your head even in the next song of the album. It, you mm-hmm. still have that reverberating in your brain. It's he's uh, great at playing the acoustic guitar. It's his greatest strength. Singing, he's all right at. He's very like. He makes me think of like. Who's the guy that played Mr. Chicken? Uh, Don Knotts. He reminds me of Don Knotts. Yeah, this thing. no, he does have a very nasally voice. And it's good. It, it works for what he does, but it's very nasally. Yes. I think it, yeah, it does work. You can't talk to the dude. No, no. Like, it's all in your nasal cavities. It's, it's good, though. It works. So the next song is called Velvet Underground. The Velvet Underground. Are you sure? Yeah, probably. No, the song is called Velvet Underground. The song is called Velvet Underground. The band is called The Velvet Underground. Real fans just say Velvet Underground, but whatever. Real fans just call it the VU. <laughs> <laughs> um, this song is just about how much Jonathan loves the Velvet Underground. It's, That's all it's, it's like about. A, like, a, like a fan thing. Like It is. It's weird. It's weird. How in the world are they making that sound? I really like that line. Like, like, mu- like... I don't know, music, but how are they making that sound? Like, they're making like a weird sound or something? Well, it was it's a spooky tone in a Fender bass. Um, <laughs> no, it's good. Um, and in the middle of the song, it has it breaks down from the song that you're hearing. And he uh-huh. he says, in the middle of his song, he says, they sounded something kind of like this. And he does 30 seconds of a Velvet Underground <laughs> song. It's like... I like that a lot. It's cool. No, it, it's very it cool. really works because Velvet Underground is very popular, uh, you know, in the early 90s. So, you know, you flip this record on, you're a big fan of the Velvet Underground. Oh, hey, this guy likes Velvet Underground too. Here's a cool song about how much uh, I like them. It's a good song. Yeah, but Velvet Underground was like popular in the, like they were out in the 60s, right? Yeah, and they've had a couple resurgences. Yeah, uh, but that old banana. I want to pivot around. a little bit and talk about the Pizza Underground. Do you know about the Pizza Underground? Uh, yeah, is this that uh, uh, Comet Ping Pong Pizza? No, it's not nothing to do with. Uh, <laughs> well, it has some maybe something to do with PizzaGate, but uh, Macaulay Culkin from Home Alone, uh, he has or he had a cover band where he would cover Velvet Underground songs, and he called it the Pizza Underground, and they were all pizza themed. Like covers. Parodies. Parodies, yes. That's really fun. Isn't that, isn't that like a fun thing to do? I love that. But him. people think in the conspiracy corner that he's talking about Pizzagate in these songs. <laughs> <laughs> that would make sense. That would make sense because, you know, like. Because he was a child role. actor. But let's not get it too into Pizzagate on Gastro. <laughs> That's a different podcast. <laughs> I just wanted to bring it up because I thought that was funny related to Velvet Underground. Which, when. What does the, the name Velvet Underground mean? Are, uh, are they well, talking about okay. Coochie? No, in the 60s, there was this liberal leftist extremist group called the Weather Underground. Are you, ah, are you familiar? Yes, I am familiar. They wore balaclavas and they had sex in VW minibuses. That sounds awesome. On their way to bomb government buildings. Hell yeah. <laughs> they had orgies. Sign me up. That's and way better than Antifa. 
Yeah, they're way, they're what Antifa wishes they fucking were. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Do you have anything to say more about the music? Uh, speaks for itself as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, just it's like you know, if Patrick made a song about Jonathan Richmond. Yeah, hey, that would be funny. We should make a song about how much we love this song. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a fun one to talk about. This is my personal favorite. It's called I Was Dancing in in The Lesbian Bar. The Lesbian Bar. And it's this really simple electric guitar riff that doesn't change the whole time and a drum accompanying it and just him talking about how he went dancing in a lesbian bar and he, lo- and he loved but, it. But it was he was at this this well, regular bar, this normal bar, bar, and it was like, whatever. But at this other bar, it's Friday night. Right, yeah. <laughs> One of the lyrics goes, uh, in the first bar, things were just all right, uh, but in this bar, things were Friday night. Which I don't even... I didn't even realize that lesbian bars were a thing. Like, I knew gay bars oh, yeah. were a thing, but I didn't know lesbians had their own bar. That I, I feel like they wouldn't like assuming he's straight. A straight white guy dancing at the lesbian bar. They probably thought he was a lesbian. I mean, look at him. <laughs> okay, true. <laughs> um, but, you know, for it being 1992, yeah. the LGBT yep, yep. <laughs> you know, the the LGBT. culture, it was still pretty taboo. So for him to sure. put out this song, I mean, not really. It was pretty popular still, but not like it was today. Yeah. Um, and just about how cool gay people are and how much fun they have. I don't. You know I okay, mean? I have a little issue because this here. whole song is about how gay people have more fun. But I don't think les like I don't think lesbians are good dancers though. Not from the videos I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> Those aren't real lesbians. <laughs> I, uh, I I I don't think lesbians can dance. Prove me wrong. Why do you think that? I, I just they because they're just very like robotic. I don't know. What? <laughs> Let's, no, gay people have more fun, no. man. I, gay men dance the fucking night away. You ever seen oh, Saturday yeah. Night Fever? They can dance. Lesbians, though, they're just they're they're rough. I don't know. Oh my god! <laughs> cut! Cut! <laughs> you cannot say that. This is my podcast. I can say whatever. Uh, uh, no, but no, I, I, I guess I see what you mean. But no, lesbians are they're more fun. They like to go. No, out I'm not saying they're fun. not fun. I would have a great time with lesbians. I just think I can dance better than them. We can't use any of this, boys. I would have a great time with lesbians. Nelson Conroy. Uh, no, I, I know what you mean. But no, I disagree. Lesbians have fun. <laughs> I'm not saying they don't have fun. I'm just saying they can't dance. Let's just say uh, in the first bar, they stopped and stared. In this bar, things were la fier. Okay, but enough French. I... I would if I was dancing in a lesbian bar, I would be fucking doing circles around these bitches. Well, that's what he means is he can cut loose in a lesbian bar. You know? I, he can cut loose, but he's dancing better than all of them. Probably lesbians can't dance. <laughs> okay. uh, next week we're gonna bring a lesbian in and see how well she can dance. So any lesbians listening, come on, we need you. <laughs> okay, it is a good song. I do like this song. It's one of my favorite. Like you know, to to, to dance to. A no, it's bit. a great. It's a great tune. It, it like gets you kind of moving. Like even Randy over there was kind of bopping along because you can't help it. And it's such a simple. That's the thing with this album. It's so simple, but it's so catchy. Yeah, you know, you know, what do they say? What's the saying? Simple is always better. Uh, I don't know. More is less, man. Less. Is, that's what it is with this album. More is less. More is less. So. <clears throat> after the the lesbian bar song 
uh, we conclude the fun part of the album. Um, the first part is kind of happy-go-lucky, and now we kind of get into the sad Jonathan Hours, um, and we start getting a little reminiscent, a little sad. Um, this one is less sad than the rest of the album. Uh, it's called uh, Rooming House on Venice Beach. A radiator and a sagging bed on which to sleep. I didn't lock it. Who would want my cheap guitar and that T-shirt in those paper bags? Nah, nah. Oh, the ancient world was in my reach from my room and house on Venice Beach. It was a rough, rough, rough. And it's just a... Uh... A song about how good Venice Beach used to be back when he was renting a little room there, a little shitty room, you know? But have you seen Venice Beach lately? Based alert. No, I'm not even saying about anything politically. It's just, it doesn't look good. No, it's not. Um, like, like I, like me and Patrick growing up watched like YouTube and stuff and they would film on Venice Beach and like, it looked like a beach. Now, if you see like fucking footage from Venice Beach, it's fucking it's a, t- it's a tent city. It's a tent city, Venice Beach. Um, but actually, it's funny you mention that because what Jonathan's talking about in this song is about the gentrification of Venice Beach. It's going back to its always. It's going back. So he's talking about how, you know, I used to have this shitty little room with a sagging mattress and like two shirts, and I was the happiest I've ever been in my life. And, you know, more uh, on speaking of, you know, simplicity, less is more. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, I didn't even have to lock my door because who would want to steal my shitty cheap guitar that I had? Like, I had no worries. It was just fucking hippies running around uh, doing acid and doing yoga on the beach. And now, you know, it's this hoity-toity place where people make YouTube videos. <laughs> well, is that what, what it was in the 90s? Like, because if he did he live there sure like in was. the 60s or whatever? Or the 70s? Uh, yeah, he must have lived there in the 70s during the big, like, hippie by the 90s it probably was gender gender for kide yeah because you got to think mtv had come out and california had turned (laughs) what is mtv well california had turned into this like you know the music industry really turned into a shit show in the 90s yeah and california kind of turned into this hoity-toity town instead of a cool fucking hippie place especially venice beach now it's just not good and now it's back to the so jonathan if you're listening maybe move back Maybe you'll like it. Maybe you would like it nowadays. <sighs> Anything else to say about this particular? Uh, thing? No, just that it, it's really, uh, it's kind of fast paced and chipper. Um, Cause you know, it comes right after the lesbian bar song, but then this next song kind of takes it down. All right. What's the next song? That summer That's feeling. Summer feeling. That summer this is, feeling. This is when we start to get to the melancholy side of the album. Yeah, it's sad. Be sad. This, this is one of those songs that me and my friend Tristan put on when we drive around at, late at night and smoke cigarettes with windows open. You do your uh, Circle K runs or 7-Eleven runs or whatever. Unfortunately, we don't do this anymore. You know, that summer feeling is going to haunt you one day in your life. Um, that's what the song is about. It's about that summer, that special summer feeling when you're hanging out with your friends um, and you got nothing to do but hang out. Um, and now you're, you're older, you have responsibilities, and that summer feeling is gone. You'll never feel it again, man. It's fucking sad. Do you feel that way nowadays? 
Uh, a little bit, but I'm still, yeah, I still have my friends around and stuff. We still hang out at night in the summer, so I don't feel that way, but I'm sure when I am, however old Jonathan was in 1992, I'm going to put this song on and just weep. How old is Jonathan Richmond in 1992? Oh, okay. Born in 1958, so that's 60, yeah. 70, 80, 90. He was 40. No, he wasn't 40. What? 32, 34. What? 34 years old. Okay, I'm going to believe you. I'm not going to do the math, but... <laughs> Don't look too much into it. Don't look into it. He, he was, was born in 1958. This album came out in 1992. He wrote it in 1991, presumably. Randy, what are the, what are the numbers? Uh, 41, because he was born... 41? Because he was born. <laughs> Boom! That's old as fuck. Yeah, he, he doesn't look 41 in this picture. It's probably not a modern picture. Well, he's 70 now. Jesus. Yeah, he might be 40 in that picture. Yeah, his birthday was May 16th, 1951. Wow, three days away from mine. Happy birthday, birthday, Jonathan. Just passed. Wow. Uh, I'm going to email this directly to Jonathan Richmond. Of Um, course. Yeah, this song makes me sad, man. It's it's five, it's almost six minutes of just pure sorrow. But it's good. uh, uh, What's what's the word for letting a feeling out? Crying. Uh, Expungement. Neither of those. <laughs> I have no idea. It's a cathartic song. Yes, it just makes you just let it go. Like, like, just you know, you're you're thinking about all these great times, and it sucks that you never feel them again. But I don't know. Yeah, and it, he goes into specific details about like hanging out at the park by the water fountain, and with that girl with the dirty ankles who used to flirt with her. Do you long for her? Or do you long for the way you were? Damn. Bars. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer, but it's slap dough. <laughs> Are you ready to talk about the next song? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the next song, instrumental. Grunion Run. Uh, no. Uh, it's the next song is. Grunion Run. Grunion, grunion Run. What's a grunion? Sounds like a, like a Zelda bad guy, uh, or a sexual position. Um, <laughs> Two different worlds here at, at Gaslight Travel. <laughs> worlds collide. Uh, no, it's it starts off with a heavy steel guitar, and it just is a steel guitar all the way through. I love instrumental songs. Do you name I, name five right now? Uh, there's that one song that's on. <laughs> okay, uh, Charles Bradley. Uh, the time we met, or the the, the our, since our last goodbye. Play right now. I love that song. fucking know any other ones that's just one off the top of my head y'all want to know what a grunion is it's a fish but a grunion run is a it's it's 
So you want to go on a grunging run. There are a few things you must know before you go. I've never heard of this. Okay, so hold up. A grunion run. During the open season, a California fishing license is required. Okay, this is just telling me how to how to how to do it. But here's a So a grunion run is a fishing of a fish in California. Uh, what the f- It's a Californian fish. Of course, Jonathan Richmond's a big California hound. Big Californian head. But here are some dates in 2021 you can do uh, grunion runs. Uh, what the fuck is a grunion run? So what I'm looking at is it's um it's an organized event called it, and you have to be 16 or older with a fishing license. You're allowed to go to the beaches and grab as many as you can. So it's grab? like. No, they're like in the sand. They're, they're like they're like washed up. Yeah. Oh, so it's like a competition who can grab the most grunions. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what the songs Look about. Look at these pictures. Oh wow! They're just. I guess they just a shit ton of during mating season. They must just wash up on shore or during swarming season. That's crazy. And then they hold events where people go and grab, run and grab them. I guess that's cool. All right, and that's what this song is titled, and it's just some steel guitar and some beautiful. Many people enjoy catching grunions at events called grunion runs. Some local California culture. There's a, something called a related species called a false grunion. False grunion, new band name. I call it. <laughs> <laughs> so what? I, I guess maybe this song makes him feel like he's on a grunion run, trying to grab as much yeah. fish or something. I don't know. My assumption about this song would be that he was jamming out with whoever was playing steel guitar for him yeah and they recorded some of it and like, he's like oh man that's so cool what are we gonna name it and he's like ah oh, grunion run man because that's what it's like you're running to the get the grunion something like that running to get the grunion. I, this, I don't think this was a song that was planned out i think they needed to fill three minutes okay and they did a good job it's good music it's, it is good it's but it's i it's not memorable at all we were playing it and Pedro's like i do not remember this I song i remember it <laughs> all right next song uh, so the next song is called A Higher Power And it's about Falling in love man And it's a pretty song It's a pretty song That uh, The melody of it um, And just the lyrics too It's One of the lyrics is like It's about how it's magic Us getting together Our love is magic It's not Is the higher power love? No but he says There must be some kind of higher power Because this is clearly Like the song is There's no way that this is science This is magic One of them is even uh, Albert Einstein Saw me looking at you And he switched sides (laughs) To magic Um, Because our love is just There's no way to explain it Other than it It is magic Albert Um, Einstein the magician And it's, it's a sweet song I love it It's probably my second favorite song On the album I love it Okay Any thoughts on it? I like it. I don't know. I like the little guitar. I mean, I like the, the little gu- guitar. The, the little guitar. Yeah, you know, Jonathan with his little guitar. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just it's it is what it is. And it, it um the melody of it kind of brings me back to the melody of you can't talk to the dude. There must be a higher power somewhere. And then it's uh, you can't talk to the dude. No, no. Like it's a very similar melody. Um, and it kind of bookends the album in that way, I think. Okay. I don't know, man. I, 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 I have a hard time talking about this album because. Cause it's not Wu Tang. Cause it's not Wu Tang. <laughs> Cause I don't know. It's just not my vibe. It's just not. I'm learning from you. 
It's magic. It is magic, and it sounds like a. It does sound like Southern California music. It sounds like something to be on SpongeBob. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that at all. Um, that's Tiny Tim. Um, but but it has like a Hawaiian like guitar. Not Hawaiian. Well, it has it, like, it's a steel guitar. It, it's what was in the instrumental before this. It's yes. you know when you have the little tube. It all on sounds your like surfing music. Yeah, it's all it's all SoCal baby. That's what it sounds like. That's really uh, the style he really just dove head because Modern Lovers wasn't that Southern California. Like I said, they were proto punk. Yes. So for this solo album, I mean, years and years later, he just fucking dove into the Southern California hippie surfer kind of vibe. Um, and you can really hear that in the, the steel guitar in this song. I think. Is he from California? I, I hope so. If not, he's uh, a poser. Uh, culture theft. What's it called? Culture vulture. He's a culture vulture. Otherwise. Where's he from? Not California. Where's he from? Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Hey, Jonathan, we you got some explaining to do, buddy. What are you doing here, Massachusetts? What are you doing here, Massachusetts? No, that's cool. If he moved to California when he was in his 20s. Whatever, whatever. man. Yeah, whatever. Let him, let him live his life. I'll let you live. <laughs> Next song. Oh, this song. Okay, this is... Are you ready to talk about it already? I hate this song. <laughs> this, this is the last song, Twilight I hate Boston. this song. I find it to be boring. Um, What's but, boring about it? Let me... Okay, just give so it to me. All it is is this... It's Jonathan playing the acoustic guitar. Um, and it's him talking about, yeah, when I was young, I used to walk around Boston, Massachusetts. So there we That's go. He's from Boston. That's uh, answers our question. And he... It's basically like an ASMR video before <laughs> ASMR videos. And it's him in the microphone going, yeah, let's take a left on this street past this landmark. And that's the whole song for like seven minutes. It's just him playing the guitar. It's four minutes long. I'm looking at okay, right four now. minutes. It's four minutes of him talking about, yeah, it's Twilight in Boston and we're taking a walk. <laughs> I mean, if you, it, it, it's a good way to end the album, I guess. It, it, it would put me to sleep if I was laying down. Um, it's nice. Um, I remember whenever this came on. Uh, when I was writing papers, I would usually skip most of it um, and p- play the album back um, and play my favorite Jonathan Richmond song, which isn't even on this album. Vampire Girl? Vampire Girl is up there, um, which is just a song. Can about- we talk about Vampire Girl okay. for a second? It's a song about goth bitches. It is a song about goth bitches. That I don't even know when that song came out. Um, it's not on this album, but it's like, how does it even go? It's like... I'm in love with a vampire girl. No, it, it's... Oh, how does it go? Play it. It's a song. It's a song about liking goth girls. It's a song about like goth girl. It's like the OG big titty goth simp. GF simp. <laughs> it's song. really cool. Yes, it should be a TikTok song to be honest with you. Uh, but my favorite Jonathan Richmond song, and like I said, th- like I said earlier, Jonathan Richmond's a big child. Um, and my favorite Jonathan Richmond song is about the abominable snowman in the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> what? And it's I don't know what album it's on, but it's literally him just talking about uh, what is it called. Abominable snowman in the grocery store. I don't <laughs> okay. know. All right. Okay. Uh, but it's just a song about how this 
like snow yeti has gotten loose and he's, <laughs> he's like getting into the frozen peas and all the old ladies are freaking out and i'm like wow this guy's like it kind of reminds me of uh oh shit what's his name johnson the uh mentally handicapped singer something johnson Dwayne the rock no come on hello how are you before you step out into the light the light Daniel. Daniel Johnston. Do you know who that is? Uh, the name sounds familiar. He has that song, which you'll recognize from Coca-Cola commercials. Um, he says mentally... How can true love ever find you unless you step out into the light, the light? I don't know that song. From Co- I know what you're talking about, yeah. yeah. Daniel Johnston, man. What about him? It just reminds me of Daniel Johnston, like that one song he has. Uh, we got nothing better to do than drink some Mountain Dew. It's just like really simple, child not childish in stupidity, but childlike with a sense of wonder, you know? And I like that. I yeah. like that. Childlike, is um, how I, not childish. Do you want to talk about... That's the, that's the album, folks. That's the album, I, Jonathan. Do you want to talk about the uh, album cover a little bit? Uh, it's just a picture of I, Jonathan. Um, it is weird that it's entitled I, Jonathan before iPods came out. 1992. Were there iPods? What no. about, what about iRobot? I, that might've been a movie <laughs> starring Will Smith. I don't know. <laughs> when did that movie come out? That's a joke. Um, <laughs> no, it's weird. I guess it was a phrase before iPod, right? iPod was 2001. So. Wow. Hey, Jonathan oh, had some connections. <laughs> he knew what was going on. Nine years early. That's crazy. But I think I, my name was like a saying or something. I, Nelson. I, Nelson. That's yeah. Yeah. But um, to use it as the title of your solo album is kind of interesting. Um, no, I just, I, I think Jonathan Richmond's a beautiful musician. I really. Uh, the picture that he chose in the striped shirt makes me think of the boy in the striped pajamas. That movie, or well, the book was written, I'm sure. I right? mean, that's just what I think about when I see a stripe, the blue striped shirt. But he's a very handsome young 40 year old man. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a handsome. Even when he was, even in his 70s, he's good looking. Yes, still in a striped shirt. Yeah. So, so wearing the same uh, shirt. So, what would you rate on his Wikipedia? Out of one to 10, what would you rate this album? Ooh, uh, one out of 10 stars. Uh, Whatever you want. Whatever you want. One out of 10 Jonathans. One out of ten, Jonathan Richmond. Um, I would give this album probably a seven point nine. Okay, not quite an eight, but all right. Now, what would you give Angels Cooking? Uh, those delicious grilled cheese smash burgers with those awesome uh, potato wedges. Nine point one out of ten. Beautiful. I would give this album like a five point seven. You're really gonna go that low? I just don't love it. I don't love his voice. It's very nasally. It's very Don Knotts. I don't. Not. I don't vibe to it that much. All right, fair enough. I'd like the I like the Lesby Bar song. I like some other ones. I liked I learned what a grunion was. <laughs> <laughs> and I would give Angel's food a ten because he's beautiful. I, well, a nine point eight because I would have cooked the potatoes a little longer. They weren't crispy enough for me. That's my only gripe. They were perfect. But they were delicious. Don't listen to him, Angel. You're perfect. Angel is perfect. He doesn't listen to this. <laughs> and that's it. This is I Jonathan. This has been my brother. You have anything to plug? Uh, yeah, I just want to plug my podcast. Um, okay. It's called the Duncan Trussell Family Hour. I host it. Um, yeah. No, I don't have anything to plug. 
Uh, this has been my younger baby little brother. Follow me on Instagram at Patty Warbucks. Uh, I make some really cool, interesting uh, stories on there if you want to go check out some really cool things to see. Yes. So uh, this has been Guest for Traveling, your host, Nelson Conroy. Randy's over there. Follow him on Instagram. Follow Randy at Randy Apex. At, Ra- at Apex Randy. At Apex Randy. Uh, uh, follow Gastel Traveling on Instagram at Gastel Traveling. Remember to like, subscribe, commit, Do, comment, uh, give us a review on the podcasting app that you're using. Oh, uh, Jesus, did you have to do that in the outro? I'm, I'm going to cut it out. Jesus Christ. I don't know how you sit anywhere here with him. Right okay, now. I guess I don't have to cut it out then if you're going to make a bit into it. Anyways, this has been Gastel Traveling. I appreciate everybody listening and bye. <laughs>